This is one part of a three-part series with Dr. Amin Shivji. Dr. Shivji is the CEO of 123 Dentist. He was born in Africa and moved to Vancouver in 1973. After graduating from the University of British Columbia in 1989, Dr. Shivji began to grow what is now one of Canada's biggest corporate dental practices. 123 Dentist has roughly 450 practices across the country. If anyone knows how to manage a practice, it's this guy, as their clinics see annually more than a couple million patients across the country each year. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Dr. Amin Shivji. Welcome to the Drilling Millions Podcast. The Drilling Millions Podcast. Lessons from some of the most successful dentists on the planet. Don't talk, just listen. Presented by Sage Dental Partners, your practice transition team. Intellectual, yet stimulating. Coming to you from Toronto. Podcasting to the world. This is Akil Chola. Thanks again for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Super excited for this. We're going to start with corporate dentistry is, you know, taking over dentistry in a lot of ways. And I think a lot of people, especially dentists that aren't in the network are a little bit concerned about it or just unsure, unfamiliar with the concept. So sort of from the dentist perspective, let's sort of start by talking about why they should, you know, join the one, two, three network. Well, first of all, I, I don't think corporate dentistry is going to take over the world. It really comes down to dentists being comfortable doing what they're doing. And, um, you know, the success of our business is based on patient care. Um, it doesn't matter if there's a Safeway or Loblaws, you know, a superstore, they all coexist. Um, and it's going to be the same with dentistry. I think if you're a good dentist, you provide great care and, you communicate well with your patients. There, there's plenty of patients out there that want that. And really, to me, I don't like the term corporate dentistry, but yes, we're kind of stuck with that. Really, for, for us, we kind of started on this journey as, as sort of a hybrid. So my personal journey was formed by partnerships. I, I, I partnered with dentists when I graduated dental school. I had two partners in one office. We then bought five offices over five years. And that's kind of how I grew. And it wasn't a plan. Uh, I always get that question, did you plan this? So the answer is no. Um, and then from there, what I learned quickly was dentists didn't like doing a lot of the stuff that I was pretty good at. So I kind of created a system where the dentist got to do dentistry and, and we took care of the rest. And what is the rest? Well, it's everything from answering an alarm at, at the office in the middle of the night to, you know, taking care of uh, financing, getting, taking care of building clinics, uh, everything. And that kind of grew on its own. It grew by referrals. It grew by keeping people happy. Ultimately the success of the model is really based on the basics, which is patient care, right? I found Anytime I built a clinic and I didn't quite have a partner, they weren't successful. If I always had a partner, the clinics were successful. And why is that? Because patient care was always optimum when somebody had some skin in the game and they cared and it was their office too. So that's kind of how, you know, the, the background of how this started. And for me, I don't think corporate dentistry is for everyone. I don't think it's the be all end all. I, I think it's an option for people. Um, you know, in general, smaller clinics uh, do really, really well on their own. Um, and there's a lot of people that 
like to have that little clinic do their thing. And, and you know, those are going to continue to trade on the market with brokers and dentists are going to buy them. You know, we we are more in that larger business scale where the, the thing has grown into a monster and dentists are kind of going, holy moly, I spend all day looking after stuff and I'm not getting to do dentistry anymore. Um, and that a lot of times happened because that's what they liked or sometimes it happened just by accident like it happened for me. So <clears throat> those people need help. Um, they've got a big business. They have 30, 40 employees. You know, the income coming in on a monthly basis is significant, anywhere from, you know, three, 400,000. We have clinics that uh, do a million dollars a month. Um, you know, wow. it's a $12 million business. It's not made for a single operator. It, it's a big business, right? And, you know, at the level of, you know, one to $200,000 a month, I think it's very comfortable for a single operator to manage with a couple of associates. But really, you know, the smaller clinics is not somewhere where, where we're, we're going to be involved in. It's mostly these large businesses where people need help. Uh, and what we can help with is simple. We, we have processes. We have, you know, managers that can come in and help with some of the things like if you need staff, if you need equipment, if you need different things, we can remove that burden. But again, it's not for everyone. Um, I, I still think everything is going to coexist uh, in, in the future. I don't think corporate dentistry is going to take over. Um, you know, the real journey that started for one, two, three was, you know, I built this partnership model based on dentists owning clinics with me and it was successful. Um, I got approached by Dental Corp several times during this journey and, you know, uh, Graham Rosenberg, the CEO of Dental Corp, uh, I believe he's the chairman now and Guy is, is the president. And I met with him several times. And, you know, he's, he's a guy that comes from private equity. He, he's not a dentist. And his opinion was, you know, I need to own the whole thing. I'm not interested in having partners. And I said, well, I've always said, and I always still will say that having partners at clinics is the best thing for patients. Um, you know, when you get out there and start working, you'll realize as an associate, you can go in at, you know, nine and finish at five and you close the door and you're gone. At some point, you're going to want your own clinic, which is obviously where the trajectory will lead you. And you'll leave that associate position and you're going to have dental work that may not work out perfectly, but who's going to look after it? It's got to be the owner. It's got to be somebody, right, that looks after that patient, whether the bite's off or, you know, somebody's not happy with the color in the future, any, anything. And what you find is if it's just all associates, nobody's going to take responsibility. Nobody's going to say, yeah, I will help you because everybody's like, well, I'm not going to get paid. You know, the guy's already been paid and he's gone and I don't want to touch this thing. It's, you know, whereas when you have an owner, they're obligated. They feel like they have to fix it. And patient care is very important. Um, that doesn't mean associates that don't have good patient care. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that. All I'm saying is there's a different commitment from an associate. Right. And there is from an owner. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that you're still going to be there as an owner. As an associate, you may be somewhere else. Mm -hmm. um, but really, that was the base of launch of one, two, three. I met uh, Ali Bazorgzad, who was one of the people that helped us launch this uh, entity here. And, um, you know, he worked at Sinclair Dental and he saw Dental Corp was doing these things. And 
he saw what we were doing as a partnership model and he said you know you should you should do this across the country and i said i, I don't want to I'm, I'm happy i'm content and he said no it, you know it's for the industry we can you know work together and make sure dentists have ownership in the future and so you know with his push we we launched something called the canadian dental company um there's a, only a few issues of oral health, which you'll see there was this ad for the Canadian Dental Company. And, uh, you know, sure enough, Graham from Dental Corp called right away. He goes, what are you guys doing? Like, we can work together. And so we met with him one more time, went through the same scenario, discussed options, you know, didn't like the idea of ownership still. Um, and so, you know, we, we ended up meeting some other guys. Uh, they're known private, uh, another private equity group, but they weren't really private equity, but it was a couple of guys that have just had started something called Vibrant Equity. Um, ultimately, the whole business really was backed by some of the clinics I've ended in early and my personal guarantees with the banks. And that's how we started, right? But the, the good thing with the Vibrant Equity guys were they were the Bay Street people in the sense that they knew the system how to work with the banks and do everything. And within that system, we created a model where we actually have ownership at the clinic level uh, for dentists. So our goal is always and will be to make sure we have dentists owning clinics with us. Um, and you know, the ownership is, is smaller than my original model, which was always 50-50, right? I never owned 51%. I wasn't you know, driven by having control. Uh, my partners and I get along really well. I look after them. They look after me. So I never had this desire to have a control over, over anything. And being 50-50 always made it feel like everybody's got the same skin in the game. When we get to the corporate side, you know, the clinics I talk about, they're significantly larger. Um, you know, these are clinics generally that, it, that brokers can't sell because there isn't a single dentist that can buy them. It, it's very expensive. And the cash flow is such that, you know, owning 20 to 30% is still a significant amount of ex, extra money, we'll call it. So, you know, you can make your money as an associate. And usually in these types of clinics, you can make anywhere from two to $400,000 owning 20, 30% of a clinic with us. Um, the nice thing is you have us, right? So if something's not working well or you need help with something, we're always going to be there to back you up. Um, you know, the negative part is, again, people would always like to have more ownership, right? People think they should have 50%. Unfortunately, in the business that we have, and in order to get the funding we have from private equity, we need to control the, the business and 50-50 and just doesn't work. So we have a very flexible model. We don't have a, you know, it's got to be 20% or it's got to be 30%. Um, it's unique. It's we, we customize it for the person that we're working with that's going to be our partner. Um, we do also have a, a separate or a different model with specialists, right? Um, specialists, as you know, have gone to school for a lot longer. Um, there's fewer of them. And as an entity, we always want to protect our shareholders, right? So we generally have a larger ownership stake for specialists because we want them to be engaged even more. And that's usually up to anywhere from 40 to 35%. So that model, again, was just created to make sure, again, patient care is first and foremost. We look after the dentist. The dentist can do dentistry. Our job is to look after everything else. Right. You know, one of the things I always see people uh, talking about or, or asking is, oh, you guys save a, a ton of money on sundries or 
when you're buying because you're so big. Yeah, we, we do have savings, guys. It's 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 natural, right? You buy one thing or you buy a hundred, your price is going to be different. But but the reality is in in any dental business, generally the sundries is around six percent. And yeah, we may be getting down to four percent, right? And it is two percent savings, but that's not gonna give us the edge over somebody else. It's not gonna make us better than our dentist down the street that's a solo practitioner that owns an office. You know, people need to stop worrying about that stuff. It's very minute and very minor. Um, you know, even when we're having discussions with future partners, that's the first thing, oh, you're gonna save us a lot of money. Yeah, we are gonna save you some money, but it's not gonna change your world, um, you know? Uh, sundries are sundries. Um, we have negotiated deals with different partners, but we don't force anybody to use any product. Everybody's allowed to use the same product, whatever they pick and choose. Obviously they get incentivized when they see lower prices to, to look at those products. When it comes to labs, it's the same thing. We don't tell people which lab to use. We don't have a deal with a lab. Um, people are free to use whatever they want. So that's how the business got created. It was by fluke, right? Graduated from school, worked with a bunch of guys, figured out they, that I could do something that they didn't like doing. Met Ali at Sinclair. He said, let's do this. By that time, I had 70 clinics and partnerships. So it wasn't like we were small, but I said, okay, but I don't want to do all the work. He said, I'll do, I'll do a lot of the heavy lifting. So we worked together. And uh, here we are today, right? We, we just announced a merger with uh, Ultima Dental and LaPointe. So, you know, probably by the end of the year, we'll be in the over 400 clinics, right? Probably closer to 450 with, with the merger and, and the pipeline. Um, we've created a relationship with Heartland Dental. Um, you know, they are one of the good groups we feel out, out in the U.S., um, it's, it's a relationship that, you know, basically we're going to help each other develop best practices. It's not a one-way street. We're going to work with them. They're going to work with us. Um, they have an investment in one, two, three, and one, two, three has an investment in them. And, you know, fortunately, we also partnered with KKR, which is one of the largest private equity groups in the world. And, you know, Again, it wasn't to do with they're the largest private equity group in the world. It was actually to do with the people we met. They're good people. Uh, same with Heartland. You know, they're like us. They, they care about patients. They want to make sure things are done well. And the other thing that, you know, you're going to see uh, on top of mind for all three of these entities, which is KKR, Heartland, and ourselves, is our staff. We value our people. We are definitely wanting to make sure they're looked after and every instance possible, you know. Um, it's not our goal to reduce costs by, you know, cutting wages or anything like that. I think, you know, if you and your colleagues are aware, dentistry is, uh, you know, the, the staffing is in high demand. The best thing you can do for your staff is to make sure they're happy. You know, if people are leaving, money is one reason to leave, but it's not always the reason. People like to think that, but it's not always the reason. You know, it's really, really important for us as management and they know from my leadership that every day they need to check in on their staff and make sure that, you know, we're delivering on the promises we've made and make sure that, you know, they are getting what they need from us to be successful, right? So, yeah, that I think that kind of answers your first question. But to me, 
corporate dentistry is not going to take over dentistry. I think there's lots out there for everybody. Um, I can tell you as a group, we are committed to help general dentists that are on their own. We're not looking to you know, make life difficult for anybody else. We're happy to be part of the dental community. Um, it's not in our nature to be competitive. We're just looking to do our business the way we do, but we're always going to be giving somebody a helping hand. And I can tell you, historically, as a company, even during the pandemic, we've helped other clinics. If we've had PPE, we've shared. You know, if we had something that made sense, we, the knowledge-wise, we would share that with the general dentist. We, we're not looking to make this just about us. You know, we're part of that dental community. Like what you heard? Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen and follow Drilling Millions on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube for exclusive clips.